Minus three is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. Minus three with Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, sports fans. Welcome to Minus Three, presented as ever by Omaha. We have so much to talk about, including the emotional torment for Kevin Hench. His Boston Bruins are out, Eddie Spaghetti. His New York Rangers are out. The NBA playoffs are now into the second round. And got to talk about all of that. But just behind us in the rearview mirror, the NFL draft. Want to break that down a little bit with one of our all-time favorite guests here. Nay, I think Eddie Spaghetti, is it fair to say our favorite guest ever in podcast form? Ike Taylor coming at you. We're going to kibitz with him. It does seem as though the state of Pennsylvania was the big winner of the NFL draft. People falling all over themselves about what the Philadelphia Eagles did. On the eastern side of PA, on the western side, the Pittsburgh Steelers getting a lot of A grades from universal draft analysts. Um, let's get to Ike now, Spaghetti, and then you and I can kibitz about this, that, and the other a little bit on the other side. Right now, though, number two, four. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. You know, when the conversation turns stampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up, Omaha Full. The word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas. Affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino. Call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gambling helpline ma.org michigan call 1-800-270-7117 illinois maryland new jersey tennessee virginia west virginia ohio pennsylvania affiliated with harris philadelphia if you or someone you know has a gambling problem crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or west virginia 1-800-GAMBLER.net new york call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. 
Shopify.com slash network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. All right, it is always a grand occasion when this fella shadows our door. You can listen to him on Believe in Sport and Steelers with our pal Mark Bergen, my all-time favorite Pittsburgh Steeler, and now my colleague at the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's number two, four I Taylor. What's the poop, fella? Check. How you doing, my guy, fella? I'm doing, I'm doing all right, Ike. I'm doing all right. I feel pretty good. Listen, maybe this is the Browns fans' uh, domain typically, but I feel like we won the draft. We did, a, we did a pretty good job in the draft. You know, Omar, this is first year. Omar, uh, they call him Omar Khan artist. That's what they That's call what him. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah they I call like him that. Omar Khan he did his thing, man. I was very proud of Omar, man. I, I Omar turned into a totally different person Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It was somebody I didn't even know. He was locked in. Boy, that is like you hear that about uh, the hard-hitting dudes out there that like, oh, he's a mild-mannered fella. But, man, he flips a switch. That's Omar Khan, that was, right? That, that, that was Omar. That was, I, I was sitting back because I sit all the way in the back. I was sitting back and I was just looking at oh, like, I don't even know you, bro. <laughs> that's what I was saying in my head. Like, I don't even know this dude. This dude is turning into a monster. All right. I want to dig in on that a little bit, but first let's get to the, you know, cross the T's and dots the I's and review the draft. But I do want to hear about your personal experience. Cause I'm over the moon for you. Ike. I'm glad for Omar Khan, his first draft, all that kind of stuff. Dawn of a new day. Um, but this was Ike Taylor's first experience. And as, as somebody who's known you for a little bit, I've I've long said that Ike Taylor has has uh, many strengths professionally, but I think your eye for who's good at football is, is pretty, pretty keen. And so you worked with the Steelers. And so I want to talk about some of your experiences in the war room and even before that. But first, first question for you, Ike. Does Joey Porter Jr. remind Ike Taylor of Ike Taylor? as much as it seems to most other people. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit, you know, like, um, I knew this dude, I know Joey Porter Jr. When he was small, like when he was born, like him coming into the locker room, you know, with my nephews and my son, it's just, it's just now him turning into, you know, Damn, they're the first round draft pick. I know it's the first pick in the second round, but 32 is still 32 for me in my eyes. It just depends right. on who you add. But when you look at Joey Porter Jr.'s check, it's just like, and then when you pop in the tape, it's like, 
and he got a lot of similarities to 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 Ike. And then just looking in the group text, um, you know, it's still a lot of us in the group text. And Peasy, uh, Joey Porter Senior was like, uh, you know, he gonna wear that two four in honor of, in honor of Uncle Ike. So I was like, oh hell yeah, is that right? Hell yeah. So when I just saw that this wow, morning, cool. I saw that this morning in the group text, I was like, man, that's pretty damn cool. That's amazing. I had no idea. I just assumed he was going to roll with number nine. What a tribute to you and what a tribute to that era of the Steelers, the high end defense and all of that. What's it like to, you know, I think it's cool on some level. People try to play it real icy cool. I, I get where Mike Tomlin's coming from when he says, like, I'm less interested in the familial ties than other people are. And he's the head coach. What's he going to say? Like, yeah, I just want all Pittsburgh dudes here. I just want all guys who I know. Obviously, that's not going to be his agenda. But from your perspective, I mean, listen, I, well, I say it all the time as a fan. Kenny Pickett, the pit kid, is now our quarterback. The the Watts have a family tree within the black and gold organization and so on and so forth. This is great stuff, right? This this makes it mean more in the building and outside. Fair to say, or am I exaggerating the impact of Joey Porter's son and we're not talking about 50 years ago. So I'm like, yeah, the a legend of the game. We're talking about like everybody in Heinz Field slash Akershore remembers watching Joey Porter play. And now a couple of years later, now his boy's going to be out on the field there. That's pretty cool stuff um, for the fans, I think. But what's it mean to, to you know, to the those la that last era of Super Bowl teams that one of yours is now going to be out on the field? What a trip, huh? Yeah, I mean, that's that's nephew. And the nephew wearing black and gold. Nephew was raised in the locker room, saw the Super Bowl, saw the confetti, saw the playoffs, saw the tension, saw the atmosphere. He mm. was born there. So it's the difference between being born there and being born where you see nothing but success, Super Bowls, savage-like attitudes on defense, then you actually getting drafted there. Like, so now I was born here seeing everything, seeing all the confetti, seeing all the playoffs, seeing when Pittsburgh turned into Gotham City when it came down to, you know, December, January football. Now they actually drafted me. Like, I, I, I really know what it is to be a stiller. It's not like, oh, I got drafted. I've seen the tradition. I kind of know what it is. Joey Porter Jr., like, man, I grew up, I grew up in this. Like this is Boy, what your guys and your this must be a weird thing for you because you're a Joker guy, but this is really much more Bane for or Joey Porter. I guess that's the difference between Ike Taylor and Joey Porter Jr. is Ike is more of a Joker guy. Joey Porter Jr. is Bane. Like I was born into this. Sure, you think the darkness is your friend? You think the black and gold is your friend? I was born into that, right? No, you couldn't. You couldn't. You couldn't Don't say it any man. better. Oh, oh, good. I thought you were making fun of my impression of. No, nah, no, nah, you could. I'm talking. I'm talking about the way you just analyzed, the way you put it, yeah. the way you painted that picture. Now I ask you. I ask you. Oh, you, you, you think the darkness is your friend? No, I was yeah. born into it. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, just like a kid. You tell the kid stop doing something, they just do it again. I, I get. It, I understand. But now, nah, Shaq. <laughs> but Shaq, I feel you, bro. You just hit it on the head, though, Shaq. Like, you know. I've been around them, but legends. Once you get to Pittsburgh, they just they just around, and I wish they would have came around more often. They just wanted to give us our space. But um, fast forward, going to Joy Porter Jr., he was actually born, born into all of this. So he's like royalty, if you if you if you know what I'm saying. Like K 
can can nobody say that? I was born in Pittsburgh during the Super Bowl eras, during the playoffs eras, where the rules wasn't changing, where they were just putting people to sleep. Now they actually drafted me. I I really do know. He's the next thing to a Rooney. Yeah, it's. I mean, I I think that's absolutely fair, and I uh, absolutely in the in the salary cap era that you know you you see what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did a couple of years ago. They bring down the guy from Foxborough in exchange for a Lombardi, and that's nice, but it has a mercenary vibe to it, as does Matthew Stafford with the Rams, and that's one way to skin the cat. But I do right. think it's worth celebrating or honoring that. There's a different way to do it. And I also think as we go through with more and more the saturation, oversaturation of of mock drafts, and now everybody fancies themselves a draft analyst, you plug in talent. Here's my top 50. Here's my top 100 players on the board. It still matters to some degree fit within uh, you know, within the, the X and O structure and the culture of the team. And, you know, whereas the Patriots are very icy and it's worked out very neatly for them up there for the last 20 something years with like, just do your job. Listen to what I'm telling you to do. Robotic. His name is Tom Tom Brady. I, is that, well, that, 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 that's not wild for that to be the takeaway now three years removed from Brady to say like, yeah, I guess the secret sauce was 12 all along there. Right. It was, it was, and this, I mean, don't get me wrong. They, when we started playing them, the Vince Wolf folks and the dumb boys, dumb boys, Ty Laws, like dumb boys, dumb boys, don't get me wrong, that defense was hell. They had number first rounders, the Willie McGinnis. Them yeah. boys had number first rounders on that D-line. So I'm not going to take away nobody off their defense. But by the end of the day, it's time, man. Man, I, I and I get it. And there's no disrespect, no disrespect to, you know, Coach Belichick at all, but Tom Brady all day. Well, and we were we were we, we were saying this as players, like it's time, it's 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 Tom, Tom, Tom getting coaches jobs, Tom is Tom, Tom getting coaches jobs, <laughs> like that's that's how we thought as players at the time. I buy that, and I also think that you know we could spin off into a conversation about what that means for Aaron Rodgers because I do think that there's the in the this new age that we're in, there are a number of examples of if you commit yourself 365 to like, I am a football player first and, uh, you know, damn the rest of my life. If you want to do like LeBron James does for basketball and Sidney Crosby does with hockey, like if you're just devoted to like, I'm working on on being the best athlete I can be. You can now that the the line has been modified. It used to be 36, 37, like, all right, you're washed up now, but you can play deep into your thirties. If uh, even your forties, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is that cat at this point, you know, talking at uh, psychedelic conferences in, in June. I don't know that he's as committed to being a football player as the guys I just named were. Do you buy that or no? He's just that good. And he had a, is he? he had a, I mean, but is he that good to just to throw? I'm not saying he's just going to throw it out there. I'm sure he's committed to the New York Jets and all that. But I, 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 I consider it a specious thing to say, "Hey, he's our big savior." Like, yeah, he hasn't been to the Super Bowl in 13 years, and it's not like he was playing with a bum franchise up in Green Bay. But you think this guy now in the mighty AFC is gonna is the difference maker for you guys getting the Lombardi? I don't know. I mean, sometimes, Shaq, you need that. You need to hit that reset. 
sometimes you need you just need to leave and go. You I get it. If you're the different, Jets, a different, a different, a different scenery. And if you're looking at if you're looking at it from the Jets' point of view, they got a hell of a defense. They got a young offense that's very explosive. They we, we waiting on they waiting on Brees Hall to come back, and we saw what Brees Hall did before he tore that ace. Before he got mm-hmm. hurt, man, it was it was a wrap. He was going to be rookie of the year if yeah. he didn't get hurt. And now you got a coach that embraces like like AR just looked totally different. Like he look he looks more happier. I want to say. I got and a sometimes, haircut. Yeah, sometimes sometimes you just need that check. So I think AR is the answer. You know, like he's that good. He don't have to show that he's fully committed like everybody else do. AR just he just he's just that good, bro. Like everybody want to be every, everybody ain't gonna be a Tom Brady or LeBron James. You just have you just have good players. He's just really that good. Now when it comes down to the playoffs, then like you say, Shake, you know, 13 years ago. He ain't been back in 13 years. Right. But, What's a, like the trade-off is that there are certain figures in sports history, like that's, Mickey that's, Mantle. That's, that's a collective. A lot of stuff gotta go right. Charles Woodson was there. So Charles went from we we don't really know Charles' career if he's going to the Hall of Fame to we have to put him in the Hall of Fame. Charles had 32 picks on one team, bro. When he went to Green Bay, the man wound up having 32 interceptions. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, he said, well, but he's the one who once who once said to me when I was sitting out on stage, we were doing one of those top 100 NFL player shows. And I made a point and that was was not favorable to Charles Woodson. And he his response was, I don't even know what you're doing out here. And then and then in the commercial break, Mo Damashek texted and said, I don't like that guy for what he just said. And then I told Charles Woodson that and then he apologized because he said, I don't want to be on your mom's bad side. So that's the power of Mo Damashek. I don't know where we left off anyway. All right. Here, here's what I want to talk to you about. I, first of all. The guy who I know the least or or the the least passionate uh, um, I am is because, as I always say, I don't know what 300 pound man leans good on other 300 pound men. But everybody is very excited about Brojo, Broderick Jones. Um, Did you have anything to do with his evaluation or is that beyond your scope? No, it's, it's a collective group. We all like we all we all I mean, by the end of the day, um, Art, Omar and Coach T, they check off. They check off everything, but yeah, man, just uh, he a dog. That little dude, he don't even he don't even know. Project don't even know. BJ, he don't even know yet. Like he he just having fun, but he nasty as hell. That's like, what people like, keep saying about him. And let me just ask you this in an overarching way. I was told by a little birdie a year ago that Omar Khan's assessment of the roster, and it does align neatly with one Ike Taylor, and I also think it includes Ryan Clark. I don't want to speak for him. Correct me if I'm wrong. I I talked to Cam Hayward about this a couple of months ago. When Ryan Clark said what he said during the season about, like, the the Steelers have kind of lost their way was his insinuation in terms of what the Steelers are about. It was about that. It was about the lack of dog, as you say, right? Is I mean, like... You and Peasy and all the all the Super Bowl era guys looked at this era and said, boy, we don't have enough guys who love football and are just straight up bad dudes who like who have the crazy uh, desire to run into other people at full speed. And I heard that Omar Khan kind of thought that that's where the Steelers needed to get back to. Is that fair? I mean, 
again, Omar, just like Joey Porter Jr., he he seen it. He sat on the cab. He seen it, been around it, been through it, been in it from a front office standpoint and gotten to witness exactly how to build a roster. Like when we was winning Super Bowls, he, okay, this is what our roster looked like. Okay, whenever I get the opportunity, <laughs> I'm going to try to mimic this roster <laughs> off, of, off of what I've seen my 20-something years being in Pittsburgh. And this is exactly what he's doing. And that through line, again, not to, you know, uh, get saccharin for uh, for non-Steelers fans, but I do think it matters based on the way the Pittsburgh Steelers organization operates versus some other brands out there. You know, you saw it around Franco six months ago that there is this link to the past that actually matters at the fan level. Fine. There are a lot of brands and sports, Yankees fans, you know, pine for, you know, the fifties and all that. And, uh, you know, uh, unparalleled success, but the Steelers, it matters more um, that Troy Polamalu weighs in on the 2022 Pittsburgh Steelers and Franco Harris has his eye on the modern day and the modern day players have an eye on Franco Harris and know what he meant to the organization. That kind of matters still in a way that it doesn't necessarily across most brands in the NFL. True. Um. Well, well, another. I mean, like, does that matter to the? I mean, obviously, the Houston Texans don't have a history to really lean on. But I mean, does it does it stand out as different to you on some level as you assess players that you're going to bring into the building? Yeah, they gotta they gotta be us. They gotta be us. They gotta be us guys. Like, what are we doing? Um, and we getting back. We we what I mean for an office. They're getting back to that nasty. And what I mean by nasty is guys who just love football. Like, like they don't know what they'll do if they can't play football. Like them kind of guys. So that's 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 the roster um, in my mind that we're building towards just some low-down, clean-cut, respectful, but very disrespectful on the field kind of guys who just love football. That's what we're getting back to in my mind. Check. I buy it. And, you know, I, it sounds cheesy on some level, too. Like, well, of course, these guys love football. They're making millions of dollars nah, to do it and all that. Take, but it is different, money. right? There's some there's take. some percentage of guys who understand. And obviously, uh, I don't want to sound naive. Obviously, by the time you get to your second contract, when you're 25 years old, you understand it's a business. And I don't think that ever you ever lost sight of that. I know that for a fact with you. But everybody understands you're making a lot of money to do this. But there is a difference. Okay, go ahead. Tell me about it. it. Money ain't got nothing to do with the love. Like, like if you if it's just something you always wanted to do. So people tend to put, or they're making a lot of money. They should. Nah, a lot of people. It's it's a few guys who don't love football. They just so happen to be good at. Mm -hmm. But the guys who really do love football, you can you can see it. You can see it on tape. You can see it in interviews. You can see talking to like you ain't fooling nobody. You ain't fooling nobody. Like when we do these interviews and sit down, you ain't you ain't fooling me. First of all, your tape is your resume because that's gonna let me know if you really do love football or not. That's second right. of all, once I sit down and have these interviews with you, I already know if you're gonna get to your second or third contract, bro. Like you ain't fooling. Maybe you can fool the world, or maybe you can fool everybody outside of football. But check now that I'm actually in it, money ain't got nothing to do with it. You already know who's gonna be on their second or third contract. You just know when you sit it's down funny. and have these and have these interviews. 
Now, now, now that I'm in it and I went through the whole process, I already know who's gonna be on their second or third, or at least they second, because you just know who love football and money has nothing to do with it. Money mm-hmm. just money just a part. I'm getting paid because I better myself since I was eight years old. And I'm finally reaping the benefits at 22, 23. That's how we look at it as players. I get it because, you know, like people always say like, ah, doctors, you know, like, ah, they make so much money and everything. It's like, there are different ways to get rich. Would you really yeah, want to be dealing how, with all that blood and guts to, and all that and dealing with life and death? Look how long it took the doctor to get to that point. I'm Think saying, I agree with that. I'm saying yeah, like, yeah, if you, yeah. you would not, you would not be a doctor it to be rich you would there would be other paths for you to take if if your goal was money a doctor's like i don't want to deal with other people's you know uh existential crises in exchange for money like you would have to care about medicine and you know fixing people and helping people in order to be, i feel like that's kind of the connection no, if, it is. if you it follow is. my it point it is. um it is. now to the like you know, mauling and like bad dudes and all that. Is it a winning strategy ultimately? Cause it's quite clear. And I've been saying for a year, Andy Weidel doesn't move across the Keystone state to be evaluating Jordan Addison. He's there to build up the line of scrimmage. That's the key to the Philadelphia's uh, Eagles ongoing success for the last decade. It's loading up with bad dudes at the line of scrimmage. So you could see that coming ultimately though, is that a winning strategy in a world that includes Patrick Mahomes on down that you can, that you can grind your way three yards in a cloud of dust. Cause that's what it seems like the 2023 Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be all about. No, nah, it's the growth and development of Kenny Pickett. Hmm. Yeah. Kenny, yeah. Kenny, 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 that guy, Kenny, like Kenny, I'm telling you just, and it's just my personal opinion. Kenny going to be special, bro. Hmm. Even in the world you know, now, he doesn't have the superpowers of Justin Herbert or Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. So wow. it's more above. What you mean? Ne- what you I, mean? Just, I mean, you know what I mean. Those guys. No, are, I'm asking. Why, what, what made you say that? Those guys can do things physically that Kenny Pickett and Tua and Dave Damashek can't do. Those guys just are are big, fast, you know, uh, specimens. Mm. We'll have this conversation. Kenny Pink is not that. Kenny, I'm not doubting it. Believe, no, 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 no. I'm, I, I'm, I, dis- I disagree. I disagree on everything you're saying. We we had this conversation at the end, and then this up. We had this conversation. <laughs> Listen, I think Kenny Pickett's good. I legitimately do think Kenny Pickett has the goods, and it's but other, it's based- other, other than other than Patrick Mahomes, I disagree with everybody else you said. Well, no, but listen. Kenny Pickett would would not sit here right now and say like, oh yeah, I can throw the ball like Josh Allen can, or I I can take a lick like Josh Allen can. I'm not as fast as, um, you know, uh, well I guess Josh Allen again I mean, or you, just or, or just you, you, you categorizing and everything. Patrick Mahomes I, can't take a lick like Josh Allen. Patrick like like you you Patrick Mahomes can't run like Josh Allen. But one thing Patrick Mahomes has is Super Bowls, plurals. <laughs> That's one thing he do have. So don't nobody care about running fast or running over a couple of DBs. Do you have a championship ring? 
No, well, I don't. That's a, to me, uh, I, I don't think I'm overstating it to say that, you know, like a lot of people did this, did this jazz with me in December and January and have continued to do it by saying, Kenny Pickett's not the guy because of the physical attributes. And I say, like, everything I hear what's is your, all he does see, is work, what's, work, your, work, what's, work. Your, what's your eyes tell you when you watch Kenny Pickett, Shaq? What it tells what's me. Your, listen, what's your eyes say? Well, my eyes tell me, you know, I'm mm-hmm. a pedigree snob, as you know, but I watched those fourth quarters against the Raiders. I went into that game. It was the week Franco passed. I was like, who cares who wins this frigid game between these two teams, neither of which is going to the playoffs. This game has zero value. And by the fourth quarter, I was on the edge of my seat as, as Mike Tomlin's walking up, like, look at my face. Look, look me in the eyes. I want to see your eyes. When he's doing that stuff, I'm, I'm through the roof. Mike. I'm through. I'm, 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 I'm out of my pants. Hey, what's your eyes say about Kenny Pickett, Shaq? When I see him do it, when I see him do it on the last drive against the Raiders, then on the last drive against the Ravens, and then taking care of business against the Browns, I've seen enough. That's the guy. That I, 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 I'm over the moon. I'm ready oh. to roll. I can see the commitment. I, you know, I think I'm a fairly decent read of people, and not like you, but I do think I'm pretty good at assessing human beings and what and and what they got. You. It's not jive with Kenny Pickett. Some guys say the right things. I really think that for what it matters, that guy is as committed to being good at the position as anybody I've seen out there. There are other guys that are maybe have physical attributes he doesn't have, but but man, that guy is hardcore, wants a win. I mean, as much as you can assess that. But I and I don't know if that's too elusive or or if that's nonsense to to say that because we had Greg McElroy on the show a couple of weeks ago and he said, like, it's overstated. This guy works hard and grinds tape. You better be doing that in the NFL. All guys do that. That's overstated. So that did dent me a little bit. My, my, my thought with Kenny Pickett, if the, if in fact that's true, but again, Kyler Murray's out there. He's proof that everybody's not out there 24 seven focused on football. Right. Yeah. You know, so like, and we just going to get back to what we were talking about earlier, Shaq. Some people just don't love football. They just don't happen to be good at it. And over mm. a course of time, it just shows. You know, you love something, it's going to love you back. You like something, you're going to give like results. Mm. So that, that's 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 just what it is. The people who love it, you ain't even got to say you love it. People speak for you and say, like, this dude love football. Like, I ain't got to say, I ain't got to say, you know, Sheck, Sheck love football. I mean, you don't have to say Sheck love football. I know you love football. Sheck, just your passion about talking about it. Now, if you was, if you was inconsistent, if you was inconsistent on, on on shows, I'd be like, man, Shaq just like football, man. I ain't even worried about. But you don't have to say you love football. I can speak for you because I know you love football. And that's just like being in the locker room. So people know who people know when you love or like something. But by the end of the day, when you love something, it's gonna love you right back. When you like something, it's gonna like you right back. And the results ain't good when it's like because it's short term. All right. So Hey, so tell me then, why, why instead of me telling you about what I like about Kenny Pickett from a distance, you're up close and personal. What's uh, what's the score on this uh, on this character? I think the next four years, the the sky's the limit, even in a rugged AFC conference. I really think they have a, a real shot to make some hay no. here in the next few years. You don't understand. You don't understand that loss to Miami and that conversation what he had with Coach T walking back into that tunnel meant to him. It meant something to me. And I ain't even, I have never talked to Kenny about this. When Coach T said, man, it's going to be better days than this. 
we're going to let this get behind us. We're going to get better. And he was talking directly to Kenny. I'm like, man, Kenny about to take off. From this mm-hmm. point on, because when you got the big man, boss man, telling you, hey, bro, this ain't nothing but a, gro- a growing pain. We believe in you from this point forward. Let's move on. I got action. I got action. It's, it's just like you just put a superpower with me. You gave me the green light. So I thought that loss helped Kenny more than all these fourth quarter comebacks we talking about. And we talking about as a rookie, as a rookie, he's doing these fourth mm-hmm. quarter comebacks in hostile environments. This is what he's doing. People forgetting he's a rookie. So I agree. Up his, his, man, listen, I can't really say what I want to say right now because it'll blow up. And, and I don't even, I don't even want to, uh, Say, let, let me just say this. I'll say, Hell I'll nah. say something for you. Come the Pittsburgh nah, Steelers, after free agency, after the draft in the AFC North, Lamar Jackson now locked up with the Baltimore Ravens. Joe Burrow remains up there, uh, over there in Cincy. Um, poor man's Pittsburgh, the Bungles, the heavy favorite to win the Mighty North, and the Browns. Shorter odds to win the AFC North than the Steelers. Plus 550. The Steelers are supposed to finish in last place and be drafting in the top 10 based on the odds uh, a year from right now. I find that loco, frankly. The eight and a half win total that you're seeing um, in most so books my- is crazy. It seems wild to me. What, what am I missing here? Or, am, or, or are they misreading things. I, I have a feeling you're going to say that uh, the Steelers they're, are destined for more than eight and a half wins. They're, they're very disrespectful. I don't know who they is, <laughs> but they they very disrespectful. These people know what they're talking about very often. They're a pretty good judge of what's going to happen, typically. I disagree with it, though, in this case. I, I do I do know Pittsburgh started off two and six. Now, I don't know how they ended, and I don't know who was the quarterback, I do know they started off two and six, and the final record was what? Nine and eight, right? All right. I think it was. You should have watched that second half. You would have enjoyed the second half of the Steelers season. You should go back. You should find tapes of that if you missed it. Sounds like you might have. Um, Yeah, I mean, listen, I really do think that the, the, the thing that dampens my enthusiasm is the AFC in general, but specifically... The Bungles don't are, are probably not going anywhere. I have some questions about the Ravens right now. You know, Deshaun Watson is required to elevate his game, and he might, but I do like where the Steelers are, are positioned right now. Quickly, I want to hear about this. So Broderick Jones is sitting there. You see he's on the board. The, 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 the board is breaking as it was on Thursday night. You're in the war room. What's the conversation? It's like, we got to go up and get, we got to get that left tackle right now. Is that the focus going into the night? Like what we need, because I I felt like Khan and company set things up that it's best player available. We don't have to get anything based on the work we've done in free agency and otherwise. Did they, was there a conversation like what we need is a left tackle and we can't leave night one without one. Ergo, no, we got to go get Brody. Nah. No, nah, you trust your board. So, you know, Omar, Andy, Coach T, Mr. Art, then, you know, you know, once the committee, I call them the committee. That's what I call them, them guys, the committee. Mm-hmm. Once the committee uh, get the board, 
and they see who's best available at that particular time. Um, hey, we on the clock, on the clock. Hey, Art, you like him? Yeah, I like him. Coach T, you like him? I like him. All right, put it in, call him. Let's go. Boom. <laughs> Made the phone call. And here we go. So, uh, huh. we, we, so we, no, so no Joey Porter Jr. discussion, no anything like that. It like as, you, as it you gets set, to 10, you set, 12. You said you set your board as a collective group, and everybody has a grade. So uh if 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 your grade is top 15 and you sitting there at top 15, that's what the pool say. The pool say go and position doesn't matter. Position don't matter at all. It's just so like, the philosophy is best player available. It's not like player, Khan yeah. is not saying like what we got to do before nope. Saturday night gets here is we got to get nope. a player for this spot on the field. Not nah, nah, best player available. I like that. Well, that's I mean, that's how I would approach it. But then again, I grew up uh, in the age of uh, the Emperor Chaz Noel who, and Bill Nunn and all the rest of those guys who operated in that way. They didn't draft for need. They drafted best player available to wit. I like quite a bit this Darnell Washington because I'm a fan. I remember you and me looking at the Steelers of 2017 and just X and O, you know, that's not my thing. X and O and it up the way you can do it. But the Steelers back then in different era at this point, complete overhaul, but they would put two tight ends on the field and just Antonio Brown on the outside. And they would put a fullback in front of Levy and Bell, but okay. They're not going to put a fullback out there in all likelihood, but you know, Connor Haywood maybe as an H back or otherwise, but they could basically do that now and wreck and make it a pick your poison for the defense. What are you going to do if you have two tight ends who can catch the ball and Pickens and Deontay Johnson on the outside and Najee Harris in the backfield, there aren't enough defenders to cover everybody, right? It's, it's, it's not the defenders that can cover anybody. So the ultimate I mean, mismatch, somebody singled up is what I mean to say. The ultimate mismatch when you go 12 personnel and that's one back, two tight ends. So when you got two tight ends, two two tight ends is like they ain't number power forwards. So DBs are too small, uh, linebackers are too slow because tight ends are too savvy and they route running. And all they got to do at their size six eight six seven is just shield the ball away from you. That's all mm. they're doing. So it's the ultimate mismatch. If you since we were talking about Tom Brady at the beginning, when he had two tight ends, we saw what he was doing. And us as players, we talk about this all the time. If if Aaron Hernandez would have would have kept clean and stay in the lead, ain't no telling how many New England would have won because of that that tight that tight end that tight end position is the ultimate mismatch on any team. I agree. I was people were like, "You're crazy, Dave." No. I kept saying Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. I was I, I was obsessed by that guy. I was like, "If you put him in there, they're like, we already got Dave. We already got Pat Fryermuth. What are you talking about? Like, it's like Pat Fryermuth is is not a hammer in the as a blocker. He's a good. He's a nice pass catcher, but he's not. He's not what you need. If with this guy now with Darnell Washington and Fryermuth working the seams and. Those two cats on the outside that I just mentioned, well, Pat, it really does feel like gotta, somebody's got to be able to be open on every play. Pat got a catch radius. Pat got a catch radius. Pat, 
Won't, won't nothing spectacular about Rob Gronkowski. He, 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 won't, yeah. he won't blow him past nobody. But the young man had a catch radius, and he was so big, it didn't matter. Speed didn't matter. Tom, throw me the ball. I'm going to catch it, and I'll probably fall for two or three yards. That, that's it. That's like Pat. You, you very rarely find tight ends that actually want to block and can still catch the ball. So you got to train them to have some kind of blocking technique. That ain't something they really won't do. But Darnell Washington, that's something he really won't do. He just so happened to catch the ball. So that's going to, that's, that's going to, that 12 personnel, Mark, me, uh, Sheck, you talking about, they didn't need to start listening to you because that's the ultimate, that's the ultimate mismatch. That's the ultimate. I mean, I assume that. I mean, that sounds like that's right up Matt Canada's alley. And so let's talk about him very quickly here. If there's any cause for cynicism among Stillers fans out there abroad, they people do not like Matt Canada. They wish the Steelers would have moved on. Weigh in on what he is planning to do in 23 and why he's. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know from a front office standpoint how we look at it. Let's give him everything he needs. Well, we now he's we, got we, it we right. We don't. We don't worry about the outside world. That's what I love about the Steelers. They don't care what y'all think. You know, give that man between offense and defense and make sure Coach T have the players he want from a front from a front office standpoint, Shaq. Give him the best available athletes we can find from a, mm. from offense to defense and the head coach. That's all we this. care about. Let me tell you this. I think Leal is the X factor with the defense that people feel that maybe there's not enough at edge. And I get the concern after you see how things imploded when TJ Watt had to sit down for half the season. But I do think that Leal is perhaps the answer there if they have him lose some weight rather than gain some weight now that they're loaded up on the defensive front. The other guy who I think emerges in year two is cam's brother i think he can be a real difference maker on offense too but i i don't want to i don't want to hold you up anymore we've we've had tell me this who's the one that got away in ike taylor's opinion who were you pushing for that the steelers didn't land or as a matter of fact who were you pushing for that the steelers did call his name um as a collective group we just all trust our boys or it, re- it really don't matter too. Uh, it's like listen to the though. company, man. Listen to look. Oh, it's a buy. I don't know. I can't take no, any credit. Or it's it's like twenty six <laughs> of us. So, I mean, it's it's countless hours of watching tape and driving and traveling. Like it's hmm. it's a whole. It's yeah. It's a whole background checks. It's a it's a whole lot that go into it. When you I would trust. I think people would say. I don't know if people would think this is crazy. I think if if I had to say like. I need to know if this is a good person. I need to know what this guy is made of. I can't think of very many people who I would say, like, who should we send to assess that? I think Ike Taylor would be on my short list of guys oh, to yeah. do that. To like yeah. to look at a guy and evaluate, is this a good guy? Is this a guy you want? I think you would be a, a, a those meetings with you with with these guys. I would are there tapes of them? Because I I want to just yeah. watch them for fun. I that that's got to be the best Q and A ever. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a let's take a walk guy. Hmm. Yo, bro, hey, come here, let, let, let's take a walk. Mm-hmm. And once I take that walk, you know, I don't, I don't know, Shaq. I mean, you you could you could you tell because you've been around me for a long time, long time. Um, 
people just open up to me, bro. It I is weird to watch. I don't know why that is true with you. You just got the, you got something that people, <laughs> as I always, my reference with you is always, it took four minutes for Hollywood's Jeff Goldblum to flip for Ike Taylor. Like, it's like, what the hell does oh, Jeff yeah. Goldblum have yeah. to talk to Ike about? Yeah, yeah. A legend, a legend out there. A legend. <laughs> Larry King fell in love with Ike Taylor legend. in four minutes. Really weird. I don't know why, I don't know why, but it's true. Um, uh, man, we got it. But yes, bottom line, if there are tapes of those Q&As of your walks or whatever, you with a stogie and otherwise, I'd love to see them. Speaking of great prospects, Joey Porter Jr., all that. What's the latest on Ivan and his recruitment? I know Pitt's interested in him. I know the world over is interested in Ivan. How's the prodigy coming along there, 2-4? Man, just proud dad. Shake just living through him like... I said, bro, don't 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 come to me talking about what you should do. I said, I'm, I'm riding your coattail. Like you giving me and your mom an experience we never thought of. So hmm. he uh he just, I mean, Joy 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 Porter Jr. Me and senior, he was like, Peasy was like, you know he next up, and I'm like, God hmm. willing, we'll see. He was like, Nah, you know he, but I don't know, Shaq. He just a good human being, bro. And I tell his mama this all the time, like, man, you gave me a real live angel. Hmm. So, and I appreciate that. He just so happened to be damn good at football. <laughs> yeah, that's a, my my little girly who you always were nice and sending messages to and everything on her past birthdays is now 16. That's exactly right. The bottom that's line, crazy. great human being. Yeah, that's it. You know, nice and sweet human being. I don't care what you end up Correct. choosing for your profession or college or anything, as long as you stay being a good person like that. Well, that's exciting. Send them to Pitt. And that'll be fun. Then we'll have that nice pipeline so he can just walk across the hallway when he's done at Pitt. Then you can draft him. It'll be a nice story like we've seen. Last thing, Ike, what's with all the sweaty posts every day on Instagram? Who wants to see that? Nobody. You, who, who is it that you think is the audience for you, like, finishing a workout and, like, heaving like you may or may not survive the duration of making the posts and you're sweating and everything? What gives with this? Man, my DMs be on fire when really? people be like, I got needed that. Like I, I, I was just about to make an excuse, Ike, and I and I flipped on your IG, and it's exactly what I needed. I was Man. just about to make an excuse. And you know, that 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 just, you know, I got a Taylor talking coming in the future. Once me and you get off, Taylor finna talk. Is that right? Okay. Yes, sir. All right. I I personally I don't care for it. It shames me. Well, why are you watching it? Well, I, I don't. I flip right. I see you doing it. I'm like, again with this, with, with this thing, with, 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 the, with the sweat and everything. I, 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 it's not for me. You know who needs it, though? Your old friend, Eddie Spaghetti. Before you go, he's down in the dumps. His Rangers lost. How do you cope with a, a season-ending loss? Do you have any counsel for anybody going through a hard time right now? Like, His Rangers lost in the... Uh, yeah, they the, lost the to, the, to, to the Devils, no less. His arch rival. Oh... Oh, well, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> no, it. Get over it. It's over. Go sweat, right? That's what he needs to do. Yeah. We're tell worried him, sick him, about yeah. his well-being. Ike, we're worried oh, sick real. about him. He's really let himself go. <laughs> so, Ed, it's forget it, man. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe never. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, Ike. Hey, I'll tell you, I for for real, I think it's I think it's really cool that the news that you broke, at least uh, as far as I know. That Joey Porter Jr. is going to wear Ike Taylor's number. That says it all right there for me. I love it. It's fantastic. You're the tops. Number two, four, as I say, my all-time favorite Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Pittsburgh Steeler now doing what he was really meant to do as much as anything. And uh, the player evaluation and bringing those guys along. The Steelers are better for having you in the organization. The show is better when you pay us a visit. We appreciate it. Ike Taylor. Thank you, Shaq. Thanks for having me on, bro. Of course. And now a quick break. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, there he goes, Spaghetti. Big takeaway. What'd you think? It seems like Ike was hinting at big things to come for the Steelers team. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously he he's one of the best. I mean, personally, they're one of the best scouters that we know He's just ability to see talent, uh, whether that's in high school, college tape, um, or even guys who were drafted late rounds and developed to become uh, pro bowl type players. Uh, so Ike is definitely, I totally agree with you. He's in the position he needs to be in this guy, uh, obviously knows talent on the football field and he's going to be a huge asset for your Steelers. Well, listen, I really do want to deep dive on the draft. And I know the Giants are being reviewed favorably, by the way. We'll get to that when we do when we do goat and goat of the week um, with Kevin Hench. And by the way, a little programming note, I think we're going to be talking in 24 to 48 hours with Wade Boggs. So that'll be a pick me up for you because you're down in the dumps about the Rangers. And I assume Kevin Hench will be feeling good, but he already should be feeling good because he and our boss man from Omaha, Peyton Manning, teaming up on a on a half hour comedy. So muzzle tub to both of them. We'll celebrate that with Hench. Um, and like I say, I want to talk to you about the draft. I do have to say very quickly, I love watching for four months draft analysts opinions. And then after the draft immediately, how they grade my team, like here, spoiler alert. 
if they liked your player and he landed on your team, they're going to like your team's draft. I love obsessing over what grades people give the day after the draft as though it has any val- any more value than it had two days before the draft happened. Anyway, it makes me crazy the way people like, oh, we got we got a B plus from blank. Like, who what? What does that mean? Anything? Did they like the guy? Well, you're going to get a good grade if they like that player before the draft. Anyhow, um, we'll deep dive into it on other shows with Kevin Hench. But your emotions, the Rangers are out. Well, I think the game three loss is when I first started to have the creeping doubt because of the same exact scenario as last year. I know it was the ECF versus the Lightning, not as, uh, I guess, dire as this first round series, but to lose, like to be up um, you know, two Oh in a series and then give away a game where you had five power plays on over five terrible, the game four, obviously it's when everyone's making fun of me for driving away down the coast. Like <laughs> when they tie it up two two, it's like, I, they had the, the, <laughs> I was the worried moment, sick about you. I did not think it was funny. The momentum swung completely in the devil's <laughs> favor. And then game five, which is what I thought was the, by far the range of the worst effort, uh, losing that game uh, ended up being game seven and how bad it was. I, I, I didn't fully buy back in after the game six win because I was still very unsettled about how bad they play. I mean, in the losses, they're either scoring zero or one goals, but their wins, they score five, like either they're fully committed or they're just not trying. So it was as bad as it be. I, I, I mean, the devils look, they have a specific style of play and I, I do give them credit for winning the series and, you know, even going through a goaltending change and they're a younger team. So credit to them. But I, I do think more of this series was the Rangers just really losing it themselves. Um, if they played their brand of hockey and just try like they did in the 82 games, the regular season, I think I would have advanced probably earlier than a game seven. So it's just a bummer because it's probably the most talented team I've ever seen assembled. Um, and, you know, I thought this is, would have been the year after last year they went through it. They were pretty battle tested. And uh, it just it, it just stinks because, it, you know, you want to you want to see your team win. I want to be able to celebrate with my dad and see a, a Rangers team win. I'm not sure if I'll be able to do that because it's just so hard to win a Stanley cup. And uh, it's so I guess- true. And it's so, f- the other thing is it's so, I, I know on our text chain, that's my counsel to you and Hench. It's like, and I think Hench buys it. And I think you do too. It's like, I I love hockey. I love the NHL. I'm, I, you know, steeped in it from my earliest days. It's really reached this point. And maybe I've been slow to recognize it or whatever. Sal points it out all the time, but it really is like, this is the worst. The Bruins, the all-time regular season team going out in the first round of the Florida Panthers. It sucks. Like, I, I think, yeah, it, I don't know that don't Misery Loves that. Company. I don't I don't know about Misery Loves Company in every case, but specific to now, like, you can kind of shrug if you're an Avs fan and be like, ah, we got a cup. If you're the Bruins, you're like, ah, the Avs lost too. The Rangers lost. every The Rangers the Bruins and the Leafs, by my assessment, are all in must win or at least get to the final mode. And already first round's over and two of those three are already out and the Leafs barely survived it. I just think it's all feels coin flippy and therefore unsatisfying. That's how I'd make my piece. if yeah, I, I mean, it definitely helps the Bruins and Avalanche are out and it's a wacky year. And if the Kraken and Panthers end up in the finals like that, I'll feel great. Like as long as the Devils don't make it, I'll feel great. Um, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing for the sport if like these upsets happen. I think we've most likely we've seen the best teams win. Like last year, the abs, the best team they won the lightning year before that they won. Like, so this year if it doesn't happen. It's okay. Um, I, I will say on the, the bright side though, the one thing this, pl- this round of playoff across the board in the NHL has taught me that 
not like if the best teams don't win. And sometimes it's the year you don't expect your team to win where they, they pull through. Um, the NHL is really about just getting into the dance. Home ice does not even matter. And uh, it's one of those things where like the Panthers were a great example last year. They seemed a team to be poised to do it. They obviously did not, but this year they go against the big bad Bruins and um, obviously a lot of roster changes for that team. And then all of a sudden they do it, uh, you know, and they're, they're now in a position where they maybe uh, could upset the, the Maple Leafs here. So, that's why I feel okay about the, my Rangers team is that the core is going to stay together. They'll have a couple more cracks at it. Their, their, their best players are all, uh, you know, under way under 30 years old and Igor and, and Adam Fox. So uh, they'll have them a couple more cracks at it. And maybe it's the team that you don't expect to make it. They go on a run and they get hot. So I guess that's kind of how uh, us hockey fans who have been eliminated could kind of cope with this, but um, it's tough. I'm going to avoid Twitter and social media and Reddit and all that. That's, kind of stuff I want you. That's the big takeaway though, for you, Eddie Spaghetti. That's the good news. You should be, you should feel that there's a community out there, a minus three community that is reaching out to you one by one that's saying, is that people are checking in with me? Is Eddie Spaghetti okay? Prayers to Eddie Spaghetti. I was texting or I was DMing, I hope you aren't bothered by that, with your fiance, you know, saying like, listen, you may not relate to it, but it's a tough go. The NHL playoffs are tough on a man. And she understands it. So you have a nice lady and you have people out there in social media, fake friends, or maybe they're real friends. I don't know. Reaching out, uh, expressing concern for you. We can pick these series uh, uh, very quickly. uh, Spiritually, the Leafs must beat the Panthers. Minus 220. The juice ain't there for that. I don't, I, I would not advise betting the Florida Panthers plus 180 as well as they're playing right now. The Dallas Stars, your pre or your pre playoffs pick to get to the final. The Stars minus one ninety against the Kraken, a fun watch, I guess. I don't love teams that ha- or fan bases that haven't had the suffering in springtime. Then advancing, it's all good times. Then you don't you, you have nothing to spiritually work off of. You don't have no pain if you're a Seattle Kraken fan. So I'm not rooting for that team. I do like watching those uniforms. You can get them at plus 158. They're a fun story. Um, And the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, it's pretty straightforward to me in three of the four series. You want the Edmonton Oilers. If you care about the, not that this is counsel for why you should bet on these teams, but the Edmonton Oilers um, are, uh, Uh, against the Vegas Knights. That one's pretty apparent to me. I know it's not good for TV ratings. I don't care about that. I care about the spirit of the sport. Edmonton Oilers, Toronto Maple Leafs. That's what I'm rooting for. Eddie Spaghetti, how say you? Any um, future bets you want to make on on the series or specific games upcoming here? Well, yeah, I'm going to stick with my stars um, over the Kraken. Good story. They played the Abs all tough all year long, and they they deserve to win that series. But the the stars, I think, are the most complete team in the in the the sport right now. Um, that's Plus five fifty to get the cup, and uh, you know, getting Pavelski back will be big. So I'm going to ride with them. It'd be a hypocrite to switch that. I think I um, think that's a great play. Plus two hundred too. They should beat the Kraken, which means then that they should get to the conference final Oilers and Knights is harder to divine. Who's going to survive that one. I don't want to say the Kraken or a walkover, but Mm. if you buy that, the stars are in fact, the superior team plus 200. Uh, Now you're talking about four wins away from that paying out. So I think that's a good play there. Yeah. I just really love that team. And they drafted well, they're getting a young, young superstar forward, great young defense, uh, Ottinger and net, uh, probably the best goalie left, I would say, or, you know, or or at least close to that. Um, And then, you know, you have uh, a, 
a team, uh, the, the Knights who just played Hellybuck in the Winnipeg, who is who arguably one of the best goalies too. And they just smoked and they got right through them. And I think the Oilers have some problems. I think the Kings kind of exposed some things I don't like about them. And I know McDavid might've been dealing with a little bit of an ankle injury. It seems like from practice. So the Knights are a scary team. Also very deep, good mix of young talent, good mix of the veteran presence. They have Martinez and Petrangelo there in the back end. Um, Eichel, you know, is a superstar. So I really like the Knights. So I think we're gonna have a Knights stars, uh, Western Conference final of the East. You know, I, I think if the Hurricanes are fully healthy, I really like them in this series. I think the Devils, the Rangers did expose the Devils that the Devils have a really hard time establishing offense in their zone if they're not in the rush. And I think the Hurricanes, you know, whether it's going to be Ronta probably and Ned, who's who has been lights out since the New Year, uh, I think there's a real chance of you know them, you know, and the and the Hurricanes had a really hard test in Sorokin and the Isles, who's one of the best goalies in the league too, and they got by that. And I think Schmid was not tested enough. Uh, Looking at those games, the Rangers like just not getting quality shots in net, not getting rebound chances. Uh, I think the Hurricanes, if they have the effort, which the Rangers lacked, I think it'll be a long series. So I'm actually going to go Canes in that series. I think that um, they just have a good mix, and um, you know the Leafs. Uh, Panthers, Matt Kachuk is the best player in the playoffs right now. And I um, agree, but at the, least on that side of the bracket. Yeah. Yeah. I think he definitely is. And they're, they're playing like a team that has nothing to lose, but the Leafs are a super, super top heavy team. I hate their goaltending situation, but I, I do feel like the Leafs will squeak by the Panthers probably in a six game series. So I'm going to go Canes and seven Leafs and six, and then we're going to go stars and, and Knights uh, on the other side. I mean, the Panthers obviously just went through it themselves, but I feel like the Leafs, the it, the emotional potential letdown of like, we finally did it. You you won four games, Leafs. Muzzle tough. Now now win three more rounds and then then we'll be impressed or at least get to the final or or something like that. Watch those first couple of games there. If the Leafs can take care of business there, they'll advance to the conference final at least. And I dare say they'll get to the final if they can find themselves again after, you know, finally vanquishing um, or, or getting the albatross uh, off around their neck of finally winning a round that maybe this will liberate them and they can run all the way to the final. I don't see that one as clearly. I'm rooting for the Leafs plus 160 to get to the final there. I, I love your stars pick at plus 200 there. Spiritually, though, I'm rooting for the Oilers plus 180 to get to the final. That would be the juiciest one. All right, listen. We, we still have to do a deeper dive on the NFL draft. We'll do that. Make sure you're listening to Extra Points. Me, Sal, Marty will cover that for you. All the shows on the Extra Points Network will do the same. Make sure you're checking all those out. We'll be back in a day or two with Hall of Famer Wade Box. We're on a nice roll here on minus three. So until all that goes down, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.